And then those categories get blurred, but it's the transformational versus transactional. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I mean, I'm mean, 22 years old, but I did know that I wanted to have a relationship with the guys, um, that, it, that it wasn't just, you know, I'm still not a great X's and O's coach, you know? And, and again, I, and I'm being dead serious about that. I mean, uh, I'm 52, I know my strengths and my weaknesses. You know, I am not some guru about the X's and O's. I, you know, I'm, I'm better at the family building, the program building, the relationships, the determination, the, you know, the truck, the toughness, the commitment, all of those things. And uh, I, at 22, I knew that um, I made the decision that I was going to get involved in these guys' lives um, and to push them to become and to believe in things that they may not have been able to believe in themselves. Where can you turn when you're in pain? Turn to Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, where more high school, college, and pro athletes turn. Where your neighbors and weekend warriors turn. Where you'll get immediate access to expert orthopedic specialists, physical therapy, and imaging at 15 convenient locations throughout the greater Cincinnati area. When you're in pain, turn to Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine and get superior care on your schedule. Visit beaconortho.com to schedule your appointment that's the beacon difference coach creighton appreciate you taking time as i mentioned the world's opening back up recruiting and in, in, in the summer and camp's coming right around the corner so definitely wanted to say thank you for taking some time out of your schedule to join myself and, and kyle here on the underdog podcast appreciate you having me i've obviously been looking forward to this definitely definitely yeah we uh so we've 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 done our research. You were highly recommended by highly. Yeah. Coach Allen at, at IU and Coach Tressel, President Tressel. So um, you know, you obviously have done some things correcting your life for for those gentlemen, and obviously I know they've had an impact on you as well. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Uh, so Coach Coach Tressel, just I never uh got to play for him or never got to coach with him, but his impact and influence um on me personally in my career has been profound and I've never been able to to work with him I begged him for uh 25 <laughs> years and uh, he would never pull the trigger but still just a profound influence and then coach Allen you know we uh we met when he was the head coach at Ben Davis there in Indianapolis and you know a, a 15 to 30 minute recruiting stop you know, we, we'd look at a book on his shelf or whatever, and an hour and a half later, you know, I'm canceling all my, uh, you know, appointments with, with uh, schools I'm supposed to be at because we're just getting into deep conversation about coaching and life. And those are just two unbelievable human beings. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of Coach Allen, I think maybe a good bridge to it is, is love. And I think one of our former teammates who was uh, previously on your staff, Coach uh, Page, Darren Page, said, you know, how important love uh, is to your program as well, just like for Tom Allen in Indiana. Can you kind of maybe start with that and, and, and how uh, maybe loving each other or uh, the connections with your team obviously has helped you go from, you know, in 2015, 1-11 to 7-6 record in 16, and obviously you've had continued success. Can you kind of touch upon uh, how love's maybe helped turn around the program at uh, Eastern? Wow. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a really good question that there's some, there's some depth to that, you know, um, I, I will, I'll, I'll tell you. So 
I began my coaching career in the fall of 1991 after having graduated from Kenya in the spring of 91. I had never coached a lick of anything and was actually a counselor at a Christian sports camp down in outside of Branson, Missouri called Canacuck. And I mean, at this camp, it's a sports camp, but it's like, you know, sailing in the lake and, and, uh, you know, jumping in the pool. It's not like a football camp, but they did have a football specialty and, and I helped run that. One day, you know, the period's over and all the guys are running to go jump in the lake. And I'm literally just putting some equipment back in the shed. And I was a month away from going and starting my coaching career. And honestly, it was just to some degree freaking out about here, here I am, you know, coaching these 13 year olds at a camp in, in Branson, Missouri. And I'm about to go be a college football coach. I don't know anybody. I've never done it before. And uh, so I was kind of having a moment and my coaching philosophy was given to me in that moment. And it has not changed, nor will it ever change, uh, you know, for the rest of my career. And in that moment, I, th that camp had a profound impact on me. I was challenged basically to love the kids as Christ loves us. And uh, I took that challenge on, you know, for, for two weeks to take these, you know, 12 and 13 year olds and, and just love them um, and, and to try to do it unconditionally. And, you know, in a camp setting when you're surrounded by, you know, people who are trying to do the same thing, it's not really the real world. And so you've got a chance. And uh, so I, I'm not saying I did it well, but I tried to do it. And um, it was just an amazing deal for me. So in that moment, I'm putting the equipment back in the shed and I feel as though God was speaking to me and just said, you know, these guys are going to be 18 to 22. They're not going to be 12 year olds going to jump in a lake, but uh, love them. Love them like, uh, you know, um, I've called you to, to love people. And listen, I've this will be my 31st year of coaching college football and 25th as a head coach. And I've done nothing but fail that philosophy. Um, and, and I'm being dead serious about that, you know, for 31 years. Um, but I've never stopped trying. I've never stopped trying. And when I, so you, you didn't expect me to take a half an hour to answer your first question, but Let's go. Um, Love it. When, when I came for <clears throat> the press conference, I was going to do the press conference here at Eastern Michigan without ever having met the team. And I just, I asked um, our incredible athletic director at the time very nicely. I just said, listen, I got to meet the team, you know, before I do a press conference. And, and so she absolutely, you know, uh, made that happen. And I had my family with me. Um, and I, I told the guys in the first meeting, I said, I've never met you. You've never met me. And the whole, you know, I didn't, you didn't choose me, but I've chosen you and all of that. It's all true. And I just said, look, um, I love you guys. I don't know you. Um, but I know, as I know, as I know that I'm supposed to be here and I'm super excited about being here and, uh, I'm going to love you. Um, and you know, they quickly find out, right. That 90% of that is tough love. Um, but, uh, nonetheless, that has been my coaching philosophy since 1991, um, it, it probably is more about keeping me accountable to it um, than it is a description, you know, of, of how I coach, unfortunately. But uh, um, that, that's how love 
uh, has, has factored in to coaching for me through the years. How did you, so can we go back to that first job when you got on campus? Um, where, where was your first job? I was, uh, a graduate assistant at Concordia University in Chicago, Division Three school um, in uh, River Forest, uh, Illinois. So for those who don't know, uh, a graduate assistant is, it's a grind. You know, I haven't been a graduate assistant, but I've been a Division Two coach, and I know the grind that goes into it. Um, so coming in as the new guy, but having, you know, having this moment, you know, a couple weeks before of, you know, you're going to bring love. And as we said with Coach Allen, love's not a word that's associated a lot with football. So what was your mindset when you got there and how were you, what was your message, I guess, to the guys as a young coach coming in and really trying to just find your way? Yeah. I mean, two, two unbelievably good questions by you guys here. Um, so this is like the crux of, of coaching, right? I mean, uh, Joe Ehrman has said it, you know, Lou Holtz talked about it to some degree, John Gordon talks about it. Mike Smith with the Falcons. It's, you know, the whole transactional versus transformational, right? It's, you know, why, you know, why do you coach? Um, and it's really easy for all of us to talk about because we want to impact people's lives and whatnot. Um, and at the same time, right, there's this ferocious desire um to be successful and to win on Saturday afternoons and, and to have, you know, a reputable program. And so um, the world and society um, doesn't give a rip about the impact that you make. I don't even believe they give a rip about the academic success, uh, right? The society and the world, if you will, is so powerful. Um, and really all it rewards is, is success. And so, I think for coaches, um, and again, I'm embarrassed to say it, but I have to remind myself of this, um, you know, multiple times throughout a year, maybe sometimes multiple times in a week, but it's like, why do you coach? You know, you better figure that out. And if you, if it's not because you, you know, it was a graduate project where you had to write a paper, if it's fundamental to who you are, if you really know why you coach and why you're doing it, um, you know, then you got a chance and you're probably going to fall into one of two categories. And then those categories get blurred, but it's the transformational versus transactional. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I mean, I was 22 years old, but I did know that I wanted to have a relationship with the guys, um, that, it, that it wasn't just, you know, I'm still not a great X's and O's coach. You know, and, and again, I, and I'm being dead serious about that. I mean, uh, I'm 52. I know my strengths and my weaknesses. You know, I am not some guru about the X's and O's. I, you know, I'm, I'm better at the family building, the program building, the relationships, the determination, the, you know, the, tr the toughness, the commitment, all of those things. And uh, I, at 22, I knew that um, I made the decision that I was going to get involved in these guys' lives. Um, and to push them to become and to believe in things that they may not have been able to believe in themselves. Um, and so I started developing a relationship. Concordia Ann Arbor is five minutes away. The athletic director was a junior on that team in 1991. He was the previous head coach here. 
I mean, he's married. He has kids. His kids are older than mine. I've got a relationship with Lonnie Priest. You know, the offensive line coach was Chance Childers, who was an offensive lineman back in 1991 at Concordia. You know, I've got a relationship with him. Andrew Rohde was their offensive coordinator who played for us at Wabash, now has a beautiful family and is coaching with Steve Ryan at Morningside College out in Iowa, who was my offensive line coach at Ottawa. I mean, you know, if you pour into people's lives and and uh, care about them outside of football, that then I think you got a chance, you know, uh, to, to go down that path of trying to love them. Awesome. Powerful. Awesome. Yeah, transactional, just to go back there, transactional versus transformational, and go back to – We had Joe Ehrman on the, on the show. Yeah, we had Joe on the show as well, and – and we saw that with Coach Allen, too. Just talk about two of the guys that referred you and Coach Tressel, how important in building and turning around a program. I think it really does start with being in transformational and, and loving each other and creating that bond. Is there any other, you know, coaching philosophies and how you've developed? I know there's a couple things that we saw, uh, obviously, with this year's motto of E tough, you know, come play at the factory, carrying on the torch. Something else I saw was, I believe you take first-year coaches or your coaching staff out and in, 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 in hike up a mountain. I don't know if I could be a coach on the <laughs> staff. I don't know if I'd make it up the mountain. We, I know we failed at hiking. Yeah. Uh, so can you explain about maybe some of those, you know, um, you know, core beliefs in coaching? Like you said, taking on the hike, and then some of those, uh, you know, e tough, and some of those different things that uh, you guys have in your program. Yeah. First of all. Yes, you could summit that mountain. You just put one foot, one foot in front of the other, Love it. and you never, never stop. Um, and uh, so the, I, I'm throwing out the challenge, okay, uh, for you to get out to Colorado and, and climb Pikes Peak in Colorado Springs. Okay. Listen, when I was I was 27 years old, I became a, a college head coach at Ottawa University, um, outside of Kansas City. Literally thought it was in Canada on the first phone call. It's like, what are you talking about? You know. Um, and I literally remember flying on the plane, having accepted the job, and again, sort of having a moment. Um, and this was not from a graduate program, but I just had something that continues to be in my mind, you know, to some degree constantly to this day. Um, and it's become like my vision statement, right? And uh, Bill Heibel said a vision is a picture of the future that produces passion. I think it's such a phenomenal description of what a vision is. And this is what I have. And it's to make playing football at Ottawa or Wabash or Drake or Eastern Michigan, one of the most incredible experiences of our guys' lives. Mm -hmm. Okay. It'd be pathetic if it was the most incredible, right? They're 18 to 22. I get that. But, I, but you know, for those four years, I want it to be, I really do. I really do. I want it to be one of the most incredible experiences of their life. And so I could go off on that, but so the, the foundation of that is relationships, right? You know, you, you were at Miami. Listen, I mean, you may have won four championships, but if you didn't trust the guy on your left and you didn't like the guy on the right, you might have four rings, but those rings are less meaningful, right? If, if you don't love trust and, and are, are doing life with the guys that you won those championships with, you know? Um, so I, Again, I could go off on that, but that to me is the foundation of incredible. I just got a I just got a text two days ago from one of our players, Eastern Michigan. He graduated two years ago. He texted me a picture of his son getting married 
with all the Eastern Michigan football players who were in the wedding. And he said, coach, he said, seven years ago, you know, you told us that this was going to happen, right? That Eastern Michigan football players were going to be st- standing up in each other's weddings. And he sent me a picture of those guys standing up at his son's wedding. You know, it's, it's like the relationships, the, the foundation of that um, is you have to have that for an incredible experience. But then I also think that like new experiences that are like expanding these guys' horizons is a part of that. And so I'm going to answer your question about the, about the mountain. In 1997, when I became a head coach, we were a 10-hour van ride away from Colorado Springs. It's a longer story than this, but I've either been going with or challenging senior classes to go on their own to climb a 14,115-foot mountain we leave next Friday, a week from today, um, you know, with our last year seniors and our first year coaches. It's 13 miles. It usually takes us about 12 hours. And once you give above the tree line, when the oxygen is, is thin, it's tough. Um, and uh, but it's it's about leadership. But again, I mean, most guys have never been to Colorado. Very few, if any, have ever climbed a 14,000 foot mountain. And, and so it's, it's the experience. Most guys say they never want, you know, want to do it again, but you know, there's been a couple that, that have gotten into it. So, but with that, just cause it's such a good question. Um, I had spent some time in Haiti and Ecuador, you know, before I became a, a college coach and being in a developing country was like life jarring for me. And so, I mean, we've taken our teams to Austria and Germany down to Panama and then at Drake, we took our team to Africa for two weeks, played the first ever American football game on the continent, and then climbed Mount Kilimanjaro um, over 19,000 feet. But it's all to go with that vision of making playing football, you know, one of the most incredible experiences of their life. Man, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> this whole uh, – get out to Colorado <laughs> Springs. I, I, You're on your own. Check it out. Oh. So. <laughs> Um, so you talk about, so we talk about the love relationship building, but something that's obviously apparent to me is the E tough, right? Even on your Twitter page, you have a picture of the wrench and you know, you're, you're building that toughness, right? So you love, and then you have toughness. Can you touch upon the, the tough part of, uh, Eastern? Yeah. So, uh, again, I really appreciate you guys' questions. Um, so I had really never other than the interview. I mean, I'd been to Michigan, but I'm originally from the West Coast, came out to Kenyon College there, uh, just north of Columbus. And I've been in the Midwest my entire adult life uh, now, um, coaching and and absolutely love it. But I had not uh, spent significant time uh, in Michigan, had never been to Eastern Michigan, wasn't really familiar with the, you know, the Ann Arbor, Detroit, Southeast Michigan area. So I'd been here about two or three months and part of taking over a new job is really, to me, is figuring out who you are, right? Where you are and who you are. I mean, every place um, is different and has its own culture, its own feel, its own reality. And, and so, you know, people start talking about the gray field and, and the wrench and the wall and all this stuff as, as gimmicks. And look, I've been doing this stuff since 1997 and just nobody outside of the program has ever cared. Um, and, and so, you know, stones were never thrown. Um, it's not a gimmick. It's just after two or three months, I realized who we were at Eastern Michigan. And 
in higher education, especially you Miami guys, right? Where, you know, higher education is all about, and you know, I went to Kenyon, right? Is it how high can your nose go in the air, right? I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, you know, which is, which school has more money, which is the better education? Well, in higher education, right? Working yourself through school, maybe for some having to live at home to save money to commute instead of, you know, mommy and daddy's trust funds, right? And, you, you know, you're going where, you know, your parents have, have told you you're going to go for your whole life. That in higher education is not uh, fawned upon. It's frowned upon, right? Um, but if we take a step back, I mean, don't we, don't we want to um, encourage and reward people who are changing their lives and their families' lives by pursuing higher education and doing whatever it takes to make it work? So after two or three months, I realized that, yeah, our nose is not high in the air and people look down on us. Um, but, uh, but I'll tell you what, for all the wrong reasons. And so what we are is a bunch of blue collar, hardworking, you know, Southeast Michigan, tough people who care about each other. And, and I don't think that anybody should be throwing stones for that. I don't care about higher education in that way. And so to me, it's like, it's not some gimmick, it's who we are. So we named our stadium, the factory champions are built here. I, you know, our, one of our first workouts in January had five inches of snow on the ground and our strength coach who I coached my very first year in 1997 was with the Cincinnati Bengals. And I got the job and he said, coach, I've always said, you become a division one coach. I'm going to leave wherever I'm at to join you. He left the Cincinnati Bengals to join me at Eastern Michigan. In January, there's five inches of snow. It's the blue sky day. And he comes up to me and says, what do you think about doing our agility workout outside today? And I may or may not have kissed him on the lips. I was so excited. You know, I was just like, <laughs> I love you, man. And so we take our guys into the indoor and we start stretching them. And uh, so our strength coach, Ron McKeefrey, uh, at the time starts, you know, just jiving him, just saying, look, I never had an indoor facility. You know, I mean, you guys are soft and blah, blah, blah. So 30 seconds later, our guys start saying, we'll go outside. And I said, what? What? Let's go. And they're like, you got to be kidding me. We take them outside to the stadium and the rest of the strength staff had set up our agility workout on the snow in the stadium. And after a monster snowball fight, we had an incredible workout. Like I was inspired. Like I've been doing this for a while and I was, I mean, guys are diving across the line. It was unbelievable. And, and so not that I made this up, right. I'm not the first person to say we'll play anybody anytime, anywhere, but I just was like, we're going to play Florida that year now, you know, and I was just like, let's go to a Walmart parking lot in Nashville. Let's go, you know, let's go. Um, and so long story, a little bit shorter, you know, a month or so later, our athletic director was like, our turf's nine or 10 years old. We're going to get new turf. And I said, well, let's make it a parking lot. Cause we had said, we'll play anytime, anywhere, even on a parking lot covered with broken glass. And uh, so long story shorter, we made our turf gray to turn it into a parking lot. 
Um, and we went to Cleveland to a, a, a tool company and the president gave us a 51 pound pipe wrench, which is just the symbol of toughness and blue collar. And, you know, the two vices, our first theme was to close the gap. I mean, it just, then if you guys have seen Goodwill hunting, you know, the scene when, when you're talking about the wrench, you know, just our response to adversity, you know, is give me the wrench. And uh, so none of that stuff was gimmicky. It was just, it's who we are. And, and, uh, and we here, we celebrate toughness and hard work and blue collar and guys finding a way um, to, to uh, pursue um, a higher education and make something of themselves. So anyway, that's where all of that has, has come from. Well, we, we love, we're an industrial staffing. So we're all over the right. country. So if you want some guy, you send some guys with some wrenches our way. <laughs> we're all we're all uh, we're in for it. But no, we love. Uh, that's great to know. Because once again, we're talking about love, right? And we talk about toughness. And so you combine the two, and that's what leads. And from my perspective, from outsiders looking in, now hearing some of the the development of the transformation of the program, obviously comes into fold. So. How, you know, a little bit of, you know, coming to where you are now, right, to the present. Where is the program, in your opinion, uh, with everything that has gone on, which you've had success, where is it going now? And, and what do you see for, for your team and moving forward? So, um, another good one. So, the first two years, I mean, we had nothing to show for what we had done on Saturday afternoons. We just, we weren't very good. Uh, however, you know, everything underground was was going exactly the way that we would want it. It was hard, um, but we were becoming a family. We were uh, be, be becoming tough. You know, the, all of the things that we care about, it just, you know, wasn't coming to maturation or to fruition on Saturday afternoons. And you mentioned our third year in 2016, right? It, it, it you know, it did. Since 2016, we've essentially been right at 500. And so, you know, where are we at? I can, I can spin that a couple different ways and all are accurate. You know, we went sort of from below ground um, to now we're mediocre, right? Nobody wants to be mediocre, right? I and mean, that makes you go want to throw up in a trash can um, when you say that your record's 500. When you look back a ways, you know, maybe, maybe there still is a lot of really positive things. I mean, we're, I'll tell you what, we're not an easy out. I don't care who we're playing. Um, what, you know, we're, we're, we're going to play and we, and we got a chance to win. Um, so, but that is not what we aspire to. So we've in the last five years, you know, we've beaten everybody in the league. Um, we're three and over to the big 10, you know, we've been to three bowl games in four years haven't won any of the bowl games, right? Haven't been to or won a MAC championship, none of those things. And so, you know, we, we've broken through a couple different levels, pretty significant levels, but we have not broken through what I would call a glass ceiling into championship level football. And uh, so we have a team <laughs> that is dead set on breaking through and to that next level. And uh, like I, I do, I love my guys. I love our team. I love our staff. Um, our culture, that's the word now, is super strong. Um, and 
I, I mean, academically, our guys are, are killing it. Just our leadership, our community service, I'll put that up against anybody. The relationships, it, it's, it's so strong. We've got talented players. We've got good coaches, but we just haven't, you know, we haven't. I've won some championships before. I know what it feels like, looks like, tastes like, and I think it's, it, it's all there for us, but we haven't done it yet. And so, you know, that's, that's where we're at. I mean, to what you told us about the mountain, it sounds like, you know, you guys are still, you're, you're just putting one foot in front of the other, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and that, that ceiling is right there. I mean, we see it. We all know what Eastern was before you got there. You know what I mean? And now it's a place where it's like, okay, we're going to play Eastern. It's like, you better buckle up because if you look up and you're in the fourth quarter, you're in a dog fight. Next thing you know, you're on the, you're on the losing end. So you know, it's great to see what you guys are doing. And I believe you guys are on the way there. And like Coach Page said, you know, he he's he believes it as well from when he was there and what you did for him. So it's exciting to see, and we're definitely rooting for you. Yeah, I asked before the podcast if he still uh, if Coach still has the cold showers. So <laughs> us us quarterbacks holders don't like cold showers. So, no, we got to be tougher. i got to get the wrench. i got to figure out how to get the wrench over there. Let me so. ask real quick, Coach. Um, you mentioned a little bit about community service. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, Victory Day? Oh, man. Yeah, so we, we started that eight years ago um, and it was not my idea. Uh, you know, really came from one of our alums, um, Ron Adams, who's a high school coach, who's, who's got a, a buddy who had, had started this program where uh, we invite uh, folks, um, you know, with, with special needs uh, to come and be with our program for half a day every spring. And uh, it's, I don't know what to say, it's a magical day. I mean, it our, first of all, you know, I get so stinking proud of our guys um, um, on that day. Uh, and, it, and, you know, shoot, we had, we couldn't do it this year again, two years, no, because of COVID. Um, so in 19, we had 200 people uh, come and it's just grown every year. and. And, but it's been eight years. And so uh, many of those uh, um, Victory Day folks come back to our games. Our guys know their names. They've come for six years. I know I've, I keep saying eight, but we haven't been able to do it. And um, relationships have been forged. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's awesome. And, and for so many of our guys just have never had experience, you know, with folks with um, all kinds of different special needs. And so, man, there's a little bit, you know, intrepidation, uh, uh, just timid. And then like 10 minutes later, you know, our, our guys are holding hands and putting people up on their shoulders and, you know what I mean? Just walking them through bags or pushing wheelchairs and, and, uh, oh my gosh, it's just, uh, it's powerful. Uh, we get a lot more than we give on that day. Um, but, uh, that is a special part uh, of Eastern Michigan football. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I saw that in I know I definitely wanted to, 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 to acknowledge that because, again, I think that's just something you don't see and don't hear all the time. So, you know, I think that's awesome that you guys – that is something that you guys take a lot of pride in doing. Are we um, ready for hot questions? Yeah. I got, I got one to kick it off. Okay. So, Coach, you were an All-American quarterback. <clears throat> My co-host was a quarterback as well. I don't know if he was an All-American. But he does definitely, definitely was claim – <laughs> He was good. That's not, that's a, he's going he's gonna to be humble. He was, he was definitely good. Uh, but he was all, he's, he's a self-proclaimed 
greatest holder of all time. I just want to know, Coach, were you a holder or, what, you know, what's your claim to fame uh, from the quarterback position? Um, I, I was a holder, um, probably a better holder than, than quarterback. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, uh, my yeah, man, Coach Kimball, my, my, my sophomore year, put in the Creighton special, which is no longer, uh, uh, you know, within the rules. But, you know, when they're basically calling me off the field, um and snap it to the kicker and then he throws it to me out there as I'm running to the sideline and so I uh, got a cheap uh cheap touchdown out of being a holder um but yeah those days um uh I've you know I, I'm not coaching a position now here at Eastern but I coach quarterbacks my whole life and um uh, yeah there's nothing like this game yeah, no quarter. Yeah, holders unite. You know I, what I mean, that, hey, that's why I brought it up. I, like I know it holds, even more part, it holds a special place in your heart. I know that. So our our uh, we're, we're we're recording with Coach Jed Fish from Arizona coming up. I met him at one of our former players' weddings. Um, was on the Rams and whatnot, and I asked him what position I played, and he said, "Well, you used to be a, a left tackle." So at least he, I'm getting some credit by Coach Creighton <laughs> before I get ambushed by Mister Fish here shortly. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. Like, because we were with one of my old buddies. Because you know how this is, Coach. When you, when linemen either get done playing, in my opinion, either they go north and wait or they go way south. And yeah, the guy that yeah, was next yeah. to me was one of those 315 pounders that now is 170. I'm like, come wow. on, dude. You can at least be like 220. Right? That's, <laughs> you don't need to be like, literally, he's like 185. He is. So anyway, so I'm sitting next to the 185 guy and he goes like, oh, I used to play guard. So now he's next to me. He's like, you know, I'm about 245, 250. And he goes, what did you play, left tackle? And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> so anyway, long story short. Coach uh, still looks good. Yeah, Coach still looks great. I saw you You did have like a COVID beard, it looked like, for a while, right? I did. Yeah. I did, yeah. So, yeah, the I've got a, I've got a little bit of the dark stuff up top, but, man, my beard was uh, was like full-on full on white. Um so yeah, no, it it, uh, it made it most of the year. And then one day I went to go trim it. And uh, if you don't have the trimming guard on, then it just go ahead and, and takes it all off. So that day uh, I shaved my beard. So. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Look good. So um, a few more questions. So I guess you, I'll let you ask this one because you know more about this this one than I do. Yeah, so this is, um, do you do, are you, are you calling plays? Uh, I am. Okay. Yeah, just did this last year and, and we'll continue. Okay. So I had an experience. I had a chance to call plays uh, when I was coaching at St. Joe. Kind of kind of happened last minute right before the season. And I always joke that people ask me what it was like. And I said, well, when I first did it, I was like, this is nothing like playing John Madden. Like, like I understand why my coach used to cuss me out when we worked on something all week and then – I went 10 yards instead of 12 yards. Like I got it. So just from that perspective, what was, what's that experience like for you getting the call plays and obviously you're the head coach, but what is that experience like? Well, I've been doing it since I was 24. Right. Uh, and so my first, first year here, I knew that I had to be the 24 seven culture coach and would not do the job needed to be done offensively. And I had Kalen DeBoer, you know, who's now the, head coach at Fresno State and was with Tom Allen as his offensive coordinator. Um, he'd actually, yeah. So he, he's phenomenal and uh, um, did an awesome job. And so uh, then Coach Keene took over for him, was on our staff. And uh, when when uh, 
coached the board left and uh, did a great job. Uh, Coach Keene just took over at his alma mater at WashU there in St. Louis. And I was kind of referring to it earlier where I feel as though you're always trying to make it better, but I feel really strongly about um, that our program, our culture right now. And so, you know, for the past couple of years, I've just kind of gotten more involved back in uh, to helping with the offense and um, just thought it was the right, the right time for me to, uh, um, to call plays. I mean, we, we do it by committee. You know, one of the things I do well is hire people, you know, more gifted and, and smarter than me. I mean, that's, and I'm being serious about that. And so we, uh, you know, we do it together. Um, uh, e- even on game day, you know, uh, it's, it's not uncommon for me to um, ask, you know, others what they think we should be doing. Um, but, uh, but I have taken over that responsibility here again. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think we asked Falt the, the last question, our big one that we already, you already actually ruined it. Yeah, I already, first I already teed it up at the beginning. We're at like 95 episodes and it's the first time you've ever disclosed our secret question. Well, he was highly recommended by two great yeah, individuals. Yeah. So I, had I can to imagine, first of all, if we get the last question, coach and uh, coach Allen in the same room, your guys energy, man. I, I bet you guys, I love it. Like you guys would be bouncing. I'll be like, all right, watching. You know, both coaches, Coach Creighton and Coach Allen, going back and forth, man, that'd be incredible. Yeah, I wish I could be in that, a fly on that room. Wouldn't have to say much. Just, yeah. just take it all in. <laughs> um, I love it. I love it. So, our last question, we'll let you get going, Coach. As I did mention, um, you know, with this being the underdog, who is one person, in your opinion, uh, that would be a great guest for us here on the show? Uh, I've got to choose one. Or you can give, so, we'll give you two. We'll give you, we'll two. Give you two. <laughs> two. Well, I mean, I just mentioned Kalen DeBoer, you know, um, I don't know that, that uh, you can call him an underdog. He, um, I mean, if you, if you guys look him up, I mean, what he did at Sioux Falls was Larry Karras like, you know, in the NAIA. Um, And then, uh, you know, his third year was the year that we went to the Bahamas bowl and, and, you know, had a, had a breakout year and then, uh, went to Fresno and helped them win a championship, went to Indiana as the offensive coordinator. And, you know, that was really their first really big year. And now he's back uh, at Fresno as the head coach. Um, I think the world of him. Um, so, um, yeah, I, you know, um, there, there's a lot of people that I would, that I would recommend, um, uh, but uh, since we talked about him earlier, that's that's the one I'll throw out to you. Yeah, that'd be great. I would love to get uh, a little bit of West Coast or West Coast flavor in here. Battle of the Bluefield, Battle of the Greyfield. There we go. <laughs> no, that's, I think Bluefield's Boise. Oh, Boise. Oh, yeah, not Fresno. Fresno. Yeah, that's right. Fresno, I don't know if Fresno has a color field. But I, now I know, I didn't know the exact science behind your Greyfield, and I love it. Yeah, the parking lot. I freaking lot. love it. The Unbelievable. Lot. It's a yeah, lot. I love it, love Coach. It. Good stuff. Um, any way for us to promote your program? And uh, any handles, your handles, anything uh, that, that our audience can engage with Eastern Michigan football? Um, I mean, like our, our, our Twitter, you know, uh, is the at EMU uh, FB. Um, I'm not great at, at that stuff. I just, man, you guys have me on. I really, really appreciate it. And um, yeah, you're good at what you do. Um, I mean, it. you know, it's, been answering questions for a long time and there's nothing like a good question. Um, so you guys are good at what you do. 
Yeah. Well, we appreciate it. And uh, like I said, you've honestly have 90 some odd guests and then even talking to some of like uh, old teammates that, that we played with that coach with you. You've, like I said, it's, it's an honor to have you on and, you know, referrals mean the world to us. And then obviously coming from two of our, our great guests like Coach Tressel and uh, Coach Allen uh, means the world for you to spend time. I know you guys are preparing for the season. Wish you best of luck uh, on this upcoming season and, and look forward to staying in touch. Yeah. Hey, guys, I really appreciate it. It's fun getting to know you and thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you, Coach, very much. And, and like Kyle said, best of luck to you guys this season. Go get them. All right. Appreciate it. You guys have an awesome day. All right, yeah. Coach. We'll see you. See you. Okay. All right.